Awesome, 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 awesome. I'm so, so excited. Uh, we have Bryce Miller here in the house, in the Zoom house. Thank you so much, Bryce, for coming in. Um, your your work is out is outstanding and you're definitely a leader and a, uh, a legend and a le- leader in the <laughs> industry. So so thank you so much for uh, for your time. Yeah, of course. I'm happy to be here. It's, it's really cool to see so many people in here and Hopefully, uh, hopefully we can learn something. And yeah, I'm excited to talk a little bit about trailer music and what I've learned. Absolutely. It was funny. We we're just talking just before the call and and uh, Rice was like, well, I haven't got any notes. I haven't prepared all these lists of things. And I said, well, you, you've got decades of notes back in there. So my job here is we're going to try and pull out a couple of couple of nuggets. And I got about just a handful of kind of questions to kind of uh uh, and, and just so you know, the the audience here, um, we got a lot of artists, a lot of composers, and a lot of people who would who would love to know more about you personally, like how you got into this, and um, and uh, you know, hopefully, you know, it might you might trigger some people here to be like, I want, I want that, I want that when I grow up, and uh, they might. <laughs> so, but before we get going, I've got to play you. I've requested that we play uh, one of the one of your trailers. Um, uh, so I'm just going to share my screen here. You've broken everything. Your suffering is almost at an end. Dear Billy, I don't know if you can even hear this. Ever since you left, everything's been a total disaster. For a while, we tried to be happy. Normal. I know that's impossible. you guys far from Hawkins because I thought you'd be safe a war is coming I'm afraid your friends at Hawkins are very much in the eye of the storm I don't have my powers to say this other than just to say it without you we can't win this war
other side. On the other side. I was convinced I was put here for some other reason. Maybe I can still help. Even if it's the last thing I do. People say Hawkins is cursed. They're not way off. crazy crazy awesome gosh that just says it all and uh for anybody i'm sure i think i think netflix number one show was a stranger thing so uh so welcome and thank you for being here (laughs) yeah i it really that it's funny i haven't watched that trailer in a while and uh, (laughs) i it it gives me goosebumps now too you know i've had enough time away from it that it's it was really, really cool to be a part of a show that I personally love so much. And um, yeah, the, the the story of that trailer is, is a whole one too. But. Wow. Well, let's dive into it. So, so tell us about the story or tell us how was it working with, with, with Journey and, and their song and what kind of elements did they, gosh, where do we start? How, how was it working with them? Right. So um, I initially got pulled on. This was working with a trailer editor named Trailer Park who are one of the biggest in the industry. They have a literal skyscraper in Hollywood. Um, and so I, I've been super grateful to work with them and they they're all have just such great ideas. So they've worked on all the Stranger Things and pulled me on for this one. And it, it's funny, a lot, of, a lot of the time, the requests that I get, they intentionally for NDA reasons have to be vague. Not always. Sometimes they're very you know forthcoming with, with information, but... On this one, because it's such a big property, for that initial ask, they have things, you know, somewhat underguised. So they said it's a popular streaming series about kids fighting evil in the 80s. And I was like, okay, well, I, I think I know what this is. Um, and, and then they they were looking initially just for song ideas, seeing if anything out there existed, if I had any song ideas that we could pitch. They explained the plot line to me a bit. And... I've loved this song by Journey for for years, separate ways. And they're talking about these characters going different directions. So I thought, separate ways, 80s song about going separate ways. Um, And they'd actually had that on a short list as well of song ideas. So they they commissioned me to do a custom for it. And so I, you know, I brought out all the bells and whistles and analog synths and then going into the full full, uh, epic scope of trailers. And we initially pitched it. Everyone really loved it. We did a few rounds of revisions. They then brought in a a second idea for a song that they wanted to try, which was Running Up That Hill, which was like the song of the whole whole show. And we pitched that as well. And they kind of felt like they didn't want to reveal their cards quite yet in the trailer. So they went back to the Journey song. 
And then this is this is where it got interesting. So up until this point, it was just myself working with the editor and the music supervisor and then the um, the people at Netflix. But a part of this process is obviously they have to license that song. And usually it's pretty uh, devoid of human contact. You know, whoever is overseeing the catalog for these artists gets a contract and says, you get paid this much for your song to be in whatever it is. They either sign it or they don't. And then that's the end of it. But um, in this case, it was sent over to Steve Perry, who is now the, the sole member of Journey who owns their catalog. And so he saw it and he himself was a huge Stranger Things fan. So immediately he was like, who is this guy? Give me his number. I need to call him. So um, the trailer is finishing and I'm over at a friend's house and get a call from a number I don't know. I'm like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to be rude. So I, I you know, dodged the call. And, and then I'm in my car driving home and I check the messages and it's a message from Steve Perry saying, hey, I, I'm Steve Perry, the, the lead singer of the song. And I hear you're in Los Angeles. We should hang out. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. So um, we ended up getting together a handful of times. And at this point, the trailer was done. So other than just approval, he didn't really have um, much say as far as the trailer went, but he really wanted to be a part of it. And he, he saw a further life for this song. So through the power of his stardom, he was able to weasel his way into contact with the Duffer Brothers, the creators of Stranger Things, and Nora Felder, who's the music supervisor um, at Netflix. And he managed to push a new version of our song that ended up in the show. And in episode eight, the uh, episode closes with with this uh, this piece of music. And it, it's just been wild. It's honestly one of a kind. It's it's never happened where the artists themselves want to be a part of it. But um, it's been, yeah, like a really unique and inspiring relationship to have with him. Gosh, wow, that is quite a story. Uh, so, uh, if I get it right, um, so they create or uh, the guys Steve basically created another piece of music or another uh, another song or saying unreleased song for the end. So, so it was just a new extended version of the music that had been in the trailer. Okay. So yeah. we and it's actually on the soundtrack. So if you look up, you know, the season four Stranger Things soundtrack, it's the first track is the trailer version and then the last track is the show version which is he somehow got both versions on the soundtrack again wow. the the magic of steve perry but um yeah. yeah so it was just a matter of i guess this gets into a little bit of trailer music but de-trailerizing it a little bit and so pulling back some of the the trailer elements and then cutting out some of the gaps that we left for dialogue and kind of condensing the structure to work in a more continuous strong uh, song structure to work yeah right right yeah that makes a lot of sense because in the in the main trailer there's lots of gaps where if you don't have the trailer going or the dialogue going then it's like why is there What's silence happening? in the middle of the track or why yeah, is it going yeah. down to just a pad or nothing for hard for totally. a bit so tell me actually just jumping straight into kind of um uh, explaining a little bit of the behind the scenes uh when you say you de-trailerize it and you know many people might have heard of Oh, I have a song. Let's trailerize it. So you de So tell us a little bit about what makes a trailer sound like. What are some of the sounds that you're pulling off and um, to detrailerize it? Yeah, um, I think that the process, so the majority of the the work that I've had is is this trailerization 
process, which is taking a song or taking a theme from a movie or, you know, some sort of source material and trailerizing it into something that works for trailers. And, and usually that entails starting with a little bit more of the song as it is and then breaking it apart and finding the elements that kind of are the, the signature of the song. Often that's the vocals. And then in this case, it was that lead ARP line, that lead synth line that I could pull out and then kind of rebuild something entirely different underneath it. But it still feels like the song because the key elements are there. And so you can take, take pieces and then basically have like a full film score kind of going underneath it and put new harmonies and new structure and builds and hits and drums and risers and all, all the sound effects and stuff. And it still feels like something that people connect to right. uh, from the original song. Right. That That's amazing. So do you often do, um, I know you probably have many different kinds of situations, but is it more common that they will send you, uh, send you the, the, the trailer without you know without any music and then you you score it to the picture or what do you know what's normal i guess yeah so this is this is the weird part that i think nobody knows is i am never working to picture wow. i am usually given nothing to work off i'm given you know a tagline like kids fighting evil in the 80s or sometimes they'll just link me to the imdb and they go you know it's jurassic world do the thing right um and so that is very much where I, I guess my experience comes into play because there's so little guidance that a lot of the creativity and what I do comes from imagining up the structure and you know, coming up with maybe we start with isolated vocals and then the drums build and then there's a, a big drum break and like kind of picturing the trailer in my imagination to then inspire the the editor to do what they are going to do with it and i think that's where it's trailer music is pretty different from film scoring in that film scoring it goes the opposite way you're given visuals and you write music to it and trailers are almost always cut to the music so the music comes first right wow. well that's i didn't know that that's actually really cool because uh yeah if you give him some inspirational rises and stuff that happens you know he can be like, oh let's pull this thing that's actually really cool that is is the total yeah. flip around it's cool and then i would say once the process gets going then it becomes a little bit more back and forth where they they will come back to me and say hey we have a we're introducing the villain at a minute 30 and currently what you pitch doesn't have like a villain section so can you give us a new new section that would match with the track but fits this thing that we need for this specific trailer or you know maybe there's a, a character reveal of some time some kind and they need like a a five second big drum run with a theme of some kind so they'll, they'll come back and kind of guide guide the missing pieces if, if it's not already there right yeah wow that's really cool and so so what are some of those guides that you uh like you said at the beginning you kind of you have to do a mock-up first or first version. So you're guessing. You don't know when the villain's being introduced or characters. So what are some of those guidelines that you kind of are go-tos for you? Is it like at 30 at 20, 30 seconds, it's I need to change, or at 20 seconds? What, what's what's some of the known? I yeah, know there's probably a structure there. <laughs> there is a structure. And I think I it's often you know talked about and educated about as the three-act structure, mm -hmm. which makes sense and it is true in like the the broad form 
But as is typical, the key is always to find ways to break out of that structure, but still kind of use it as a framework. So the three act structure is your standard introduction, building action, and then climax. And I think that if you were to actually go and break down a trailer, you'll see there are a lot more elements than three sections. And so usually that'll begin with, like in this trailer, there's the opening button, basically, which is some sort of tension. We don't know what's going on. Sometimes it'll be action. Sometimes it'll be suspense. And then there's a drop for the, the logos. And that's where your introduction starts. And that's where the music elements will start teasing a melody, start, you know, building an action break of some kind, get into the building action. And that's where the conflict is introduced. There, That can be a lot of different things in the middle there. That's That's a lot of where the identity of the trailer comes in. And then we get into the climax, which is, you know, montage time. And it's big and sweeping. It's everything you can do. Huge cinematic scope. Lots of lots of drum hits to punctuate gunfire or explosions or punches or anything. Lots of sync points. Um, and then and then it drops. And this is this is like the thing is the second climax. So you've gotten as big as anyone thinks it could go. And then you hit them with another like 15, 20 seconds. That's just everything that you have as loud as it could possibly go. Just like full action. And so in the Stranger Things trailer, they use that for the, the villain introduction at the very end of the trailer. It's full Steve Perry screaming and all the strings are blasting. Yeah. And then there's one final drop down, usually a line like, we never, we never thought it would happen or something. And then you get the, the end, end title card where they'll reveal the title and they show like the, the cast and release date. So there's usually a few little nuggets at the end there, but... So that's what like they all almost have. And then it, we're always looking for, okay, this one, what what is the thing that would make this trailer break out of that mold? Um, and and that's that's where a lot of the fun comes. Wow. Yeah, it's uh that's it's so cool to hear. It's like somehow you have to go to that uh 11. You somehow have to turn it up to 11 when you get to yeah. that last spot. I, it's funny too. I feel like trailers where you know there's like the loudness wars that happened in in music. And I feel like trailers, we are in it right now where I will have every sample library that's on my computer, you know, blasting this wall of sound. And the client will come back and say, could we just get it a little bit louder? They're like, I'll find a way. I really don't know. Like, it already feels like it's ripping at the seams. But um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely always a fun challenge to see how you can amp up the action to 11. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's so cool. Um, I I know that um, I have a couple of questions here and stuff, and I know we kind of just dive straight into it because it's so exciting. I love, you know, I love movies. I love a lot a lot of the movies that you you've done. It's just like, yeah, that's it. Just gets you so amped up, and that's the that's for everybody, all the listeners. That's the goal. That's why they're paying big dollars because they want everyone yeah. to get amped up and come to the movies or buy it or watch it. You know, so. But tell me a little bit yeah. about. Let's take a step back. How did you get into all this? What was your kind of your your start like did you go to school go to 11 for 11 sorry i like that comment um uh yeah so how i initially got into this was honestly by accident by ignorance i guess 
Um, I had initially moved down to Los Angeles with the intent to work in scoring films and, you know, more traditional route. And I, I got my degree in music composition from University of Oregon. And so I came down here to work in movies, um, found myself a few months in wondering, what do I do with my composition degree? How do I, you know, how do I pay rent? And it honestly was one day Googling, what do I do with my music composition degree? As I'm sitting on my, at this point, when I first moved down, I, I lived with a family member. And so I, uh, it just came up on Google that you can pitch in commercials and trailers. I thought that sounds cool. Why not? And so I, um, I, I did what, what I also recommend people to do, which is find a trailer that you like, mute it, rescore it. And often there, if you, if you really want to practice, that is the way to do it because that is a great way to break yourself out of the, all right, I have an introduction building and climax because you'll be cutting to something that already has all the bells and whistles and learning, learning how to recreate it in real time. So I, I did that with a couple trailers and then I Googled music trailer companies and I uh, started sending things out and ended up getting connected with a company that I, I've now worked with for seven years. They're, they're called Alloy Tracks. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's really just been a great relationship. And now at this point, I work with a few other, uh, a, a few other music companies and you can kind of bounce around and different people have different relationships. And so you can kind of float. Whoa, we're gonna rise up Whoa, not gonna give up Whoa, we're gonna rise up Whoa, we're gonna rise up Whoa, not gonna give up Whoa, we're gonna rise up Rise up, yeah